To watch what crappens, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today, um, the day of choir auditions in Salt Lake City, it's Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie, how are you? Hi. What will you be singing for today's audition? There's no business like show business like no. Be- I don't know. I don't know what I would sing for choir auditions. Probably Wind Beneath My Wings. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a classic. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you even have to do it that that intensely. I mean, you don't have to think about something as involved as that, because apparently the only song that you really need to sing in Salt Lake City to be in a choir is when the saints go marching in oh when the saints go marching in <sighs> yes it's choir day on real housewives of salt lake city yeah choir day very exciting um hello everyone welcome this is a crap is on demand uh episode which means you can watch us do the recap not just listen so go to patreon.com slash watch what crappens and uh tune in there if you support at the crappens on demand level you get to watch all of our wonderful videos we do about two a week we also have bonus episodes discord channel hi everyone to our on our discord server i should say and uh, you get all that access. And then on Monday nights, we have Take a Seat. If you miss it, you can still get it, get it on Spotify. Um, it's, everything is on demand there. But come join us because it's more fun when you're there live. We're Mondays at 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 o'clock on the West Coast. Basically, we talk about Bravo stuff. And then you guys talk about Bravo, Bravo stuff. And we talk together and people write in the chats. And it's very fun. Lots of fun gossip and chitter chat. So, uh, but enough about all that. I don't think there's anything else to possibly chill at the moment, unless, Ronnie, there's anything that I'm missing. Uh, Otherwise, I think we can just go right into this ridiculous Salt Lake City episode. (laughs) Jump into it, Ben. Get in the pool, Ben. I'm jumping in. I love... Whoever came up with this idea for the choir auditions, it's just so funny. I mean... What a what a refreshing spin on the the tired old housewives set pieces of like oh we're all getting together because I'm launching my lipstick uh, we're getting together because I decided I want to have a fashion show no it's like we're gonna have a a choir for like a small community production of something I don't know I love it I think it's great well you know. I don't want to give this plot too much credit because for all we know, their next group outing is going to be like a choir trip to get their vaginas frozen. That's true. You know what? Baby steps. Baby steps. But of course, I'm into it so far. So um, we're back at the choir auditions and Angie and Whitney dress like Party City flapper idiots out there practicing their When the Saints Go Marching In and, you know, their flapper costumes. And Jen is pissed off seeing Angie. She's like, what the hell is Angie Harrington doing here in her dollar store leotard outfit? I feel like it's a slap in the face to me and Heather's diminishing me what me and my family went through with the shock exposed to count. (laughs) 
First of all, by the way, no leotards were present during this, but you know, I think we can we can look past that. I was like, Jen, you got to get your your leotards and your flapper dresses. You know, get those in order. Uh, but the only one who seems to be really having fun during all this is Meredith, whose role as the Ryan Seacrest assistant, she's really hamming it up. It's like the first time we've ever seen Meredith ham anything up. And she's like, well, as the assistant, I would like to present our first audition, a gay that we found on the side of the street waiting in line at Jamba Juice and said, do you want juice? Or do you want to be the juice in our choir smoothie? And so here he is. Take it away, gay. And he's like, oh, and the saints go marching in. Yeah, he does. He just rips off when the saints go marching in. The guy with the purse just came in here and ripped off Angie and Whitney, who are outside very loudly practicing, oh, when the saints go marching in. I, yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty ballsy. By the way, I have to say, Angie Harrington, say what you will about her this episode. She deserves um, like a huge like uh, round of applause for being patient with Whitney because, you know, when they were practicing and you saw Whitney going five, six, seven, eight. You know, know, it probably took about three hours to get Angie to get Whitney to stop counting at the eight. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Now we're supposed to be singing right now, Whitney. Twelve. 13, 14, you can't stop my counting. I was told to stop counting as a girl. Now I count as high as I want. 17, 18, 19, 20. Angie Harrington was trying to make me feel like I don't count. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I have the feeling of feeling that I don't count. <laughs> oh, Whitney's anger face cracks me up. So now Dana and Angie K. Okay, so this is Housewives Auditions, like Great. we mentioned, you know, <laughs> uh, during the ski trip. Here they come again. It's audition day. So Dana and Angie K are both here. Angie K is dressed exactly like Jen Shaw, which is <laughs> exactly. funny. And she's also got long, straightened hair. Like Jen Shaw and Lisa Barlow. I mean, she's really going... And she's got the Lisa Barlow voice that she's pulling off. It's so fun. It's like, this isn't a sketch audition for the Housewives. Where you're supposed to come in intimidating imitating all of the actual Housewives. Angie K. Okay? And she's like, I don't know Angie. I just know what I hear from Lisa and Jen. And I don't like it. She sort of has like this... She has like this weird, like a very subtle accent. I'm wondering, is that like a Utah accent? Because we sort of hear it from Angie, other Angie too. And I can't, it's like sort of Midwestern, but sort of California. I hear more of, of like a Lisa type thing, but sort it's of like, like more, you know, uh, more succinct than Lisa's. Yes. Yes. But gosh, it F- seems like she's trying to do kind of a Lisa in a Jen costume. Yes. And it's- That's exactly what she's trying to do. Yes. Yeah. So Angie's like, um, hey, Whitney, are your pumps short? Because I'm going to roll mine. I'm going to roll mine up here. I'm just going to roll because they're wearing like little bicycle shorts under there. Mm-hmm. And so Dana comes over and she's like, love that outfit, Angie. And Angie's like, shimming. <laughs> Getting all her fringe but- going. <laughs> she's like, it's like a car wash. So uh, she's like, listen, listen, Dana, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I met you for like two seconds at ski day. And I know you're good friends with Heather. And I tried to talk to Lisa at ski day and she would not even talk to me. Yes, I realize my voice is both Meredith Marks 
and Angie K. I'm sort of trying to figure out where I'm going to land with this. So we're just going to get through it together. And, um, AK, Angie K, is like, um, Angie, I think we should just explain to you, like, I wanted to like you, and I want to give you a chance, but I also think that if you're gonna talk behind Lisa's back, don't try to be her friend, and don't try to hug her. And she's like, tell me what I said. What did I say? Tell me what I said then. Tell me what I said then. Hey, tell me what I said then. Tell me what I said. Tell me what I said then. Tell me what I said. Tell me what I said then. Tell me what I said. With your spouse. And then you criticize them on social media, and like you know that you did that. And Lisa, Lisa's done with that. <laughs> oh well, thanks for speaking for Lisa, new person. Yeah. And um, Angie K tells us the account may be named shocks posed, but it was really aimed at Lisa, and I won't stand for it. And so then we see one of the comments, something like, oh, really? It seems like what Lisa did to a friend of 25 years was much worse. And then another line that says, influence the cancellation of the caterer. <laughs> so, yeah. Just in case anybody wants to walk down memory lane of the other <laughs> a brilliant storylines. So Angie's like, yeah, and you can't deny that in this moment, Angie. You cannot deny it. And she's like, never. I didn't do that ever. Like, when did I do that? When did I say that? When did I do that? When did I say that? When it was did I do you that? and your husband. Sparkles. It was you and your husband. You stop shaking that fringe in my face. Okay, that's pretty cool. Okay, do a little bit longer. Okay, now I'm mad again. Okay, say okay. That. You and your husband. You and your husband. She's lying, and she liked a comment that was posted, like, within three seconds. So, like, you were involved 100%. Yeah. And it's like, never, never, never. I was never involved. She's, um, yeah, there were. And there are screenshots that exist that you opened it. And she goes, that I opens what? Your account. Uh, you and your husband together. <sighs> Um, and then we cut back to the auditions and we just see this big guy in plaid pants and he's like, um, I'm a tenor. And the rocket's red glare. I was like, oh no, I have to hand it to you. You open your mouth and there are literal bombs blasting in midair, sir. So that was a good song choice at least. So, An so Angie is still denying. She's like, I have never, I have never done this. And when he goes, wait a second. You're telling me that Chris, a grown-ass man, created a finsta to troll Lisa? This is really getting real, okay? Don't you think, hey Angie, don't you think you should have a conversation with Lisa? I feel really icky right now being in a matching costume with Angie. I just want to put my top hat over my head. I wish I could just disappear and then they make her disappear in the diary room <laughs> session <laughs> little does she realize her top hat is already over her head because that's where top hats go well, we go over to jen and she's with six of the auditioners and she's like <clears throat> dance bitches dance. she's not fucking bullhorn like my least favorite prop on bravo is the jen shaw bullhorn <laughs> I cannot. She's <laughs> clearly recruiting a new Shaw squad. She's like, who wants to be an intern on the Shaw squad? So so Dana walks up and is like, well, Angie just addressed Angie. Angie K just addressed Angie H. 
And then Angie K. Oh my god, this is one of the hardest scenes these we've ever two. had to do. <laughs> between I know. All these Angies. It's hard to tell really who's on whose side. So Angie K is like, I just brought up how she was talking shit with about Lisa and the fake accounts and everything, and she denied all of it. Like, let's be honest. Can you really say you had no idea your husband did all of this? By the way, I'm not Dre. No, I'm not Dre. I'm 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 Angie K. It's really hard to tell us apart sometimes, but I'm I'm hoping I got the job after this scene. Thanks. So now Angie is there, and she's like, no, none of this happened. What did I say? What did I do? What did I say? What did I do? What did I do? What did I say? And uh, Jen's like, um, Angie, you're full of shit, and you know what your husband does, and I'm glad you're standing there with a smirk on your face, because this is very hurtful, Angie. This is very hurtful. A smirk? I mean, God. So Whitney goes, it's really interesting how Angie can conveniently not know or forget. Like, she didn't know Chris created this finsta, and she didn't remember saying the rumor about Lisa at the jazz game. Is it a convenience thing, or does she really have a memory problem? Hey, also, what is a finsta? Is that like Instagram for fish? I'm confused. <laughs> Um, you need to take some responsibility and some accountability. And Angie's like, but why? What did I say? What did I do? What did I say? What did I do? What did I do? What did I say? Because of your husband. Because of your husband. And and she looks like out to the audience and she's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So Angie K is like, um, this is so funny. So now Angie K, after running to Angie and telling her off, then running to Jin to ta- tattletale on herself for telling off Angie K, then running back here, run, like she's trying so hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then, then she goes back up to her, and then she starts trying to scream for Jen instead of Jen because yeah. Jen is telling her off. So she's like, "Well, here's how I feel about it. You should not be but on there I, talking I, with your I, husband, but I, and but you, I, no, but you I, shouldn't. No, and that's no, the end of up, it. That's shut about up, the shut up and let me talk." Because it's about me, okay? It's about me, goddamn it. So let me talk. <laughs> Jen was like ready to wind up, and like Angie K was not seating the floor. I know. It's like the, here's this girl dressed exactly like her, obviously trying to take her job. You know, she's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Angie K. <laughs> so um, Angie's like, um, yeah, but like you're accusing me of regular angie is like original angie (laughs) classic flavored angie is like yeah but you're accusing me too so that's something and jen's like yeah but when you're married to someone that is your other half and i am responsible for what sharif does and vice versa so so are you and i was like oh god why are you going down this road i know because you know exactly what's (laughs) gonna happen next angie angie and rightly so the things that you're being accused of is sharif taking shit for it Like, I love that, like, <laughs> Jen just goes there. <sighs> so then it comes to Her mouth opens so wide, too. It's so funny. <laughs> so then we go back in, and there's one good singer there. So he's not going to last, because you know he's going to come to one practice and be like, listen, I ain't working for free with these bitches, you know? Like, no one in here can sing. But he's like, I'm singers. <laughs> so then... um one of the assistant, one of the 18 judges comes in and is like, um, Heather, there's an issue outside. I think you need to get out there, Heather. It's really good. So Heather has to leave to come see what's happening. Meanwhile, Jen is like, um, I'm going to get people to click on this account because it's called Sean Exposed. So like, let's get people to click it. I know exactly why you use my name. Okay. Like you used my brand. That is trademarked. 
So Heather comes out and is like, Jen, what's going on? And she goes, you know what? If someone dragged you or your husband, whatever did it. And Angie's like, Heather, I mean, do you know my husband to be a bad guy? And Heather goes, no. No, no not at all. <laughs> Jen's like, what? Like, he set up an account. He set up an account. Which is funny because that's what a bunch of old people did when Jen, they got called by Jen Shaw's company. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> set up an account? Well, they set up an account and then, like, for these services that then, that were, no, they were like, they charged. set up a host monster account. <laughs> so then, My joke um, had layers to it, okay? You had to really think about it. You had to really get no, there. No, I got it. I'm sorry. I'm just slow. And this is like a fight on Housewives. So the notes are, I'm just reading the notes like, oh my God. This is really don't hard. Don't forget. Don't forget this part. Oh, wait. I forgot a line. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Jen's like, yeah, he set up an account called Jen Shaw. And Heather's like, yeah, but. He admitted it, and he took accountability for it, and he apologized to you. So, what's <laughs> no, the big didn't. deal? No, he didn't. Because I asked about it, okay? He got caught. That's why he got caught. And Heather's like, but you told me you had a conversation with him about it. You told yeah. me, like, like, and, and Angie goes, do you know, Jen, do you know how many fake Instagram accounts there are out there? <laughs> Jen just gonna just look like, are you really trying this line of logic with me, bitch? I may be a criminal, but I'm not an idiot, okay? Yes. And then we get double sound effects. We get the uts and the shing. <laughs> like the top chef, chef's leaving shing. <laughs> and then Heather just walks off. And Angie K is like, you need to just take accountability. That's what you need to do. Accountability for what? What did I do? What did I say? What did I do? What did I say? What did I say? What did I do? And Jen follows in Heather. And she's like, you don't even understand. Sharif is disgusted. Oh my God. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. And Heather's like, this is, this is becoming ridiculous horribly ridiculous i mean let me be very clear here jen shaw is in a washing machine of turmoil because she's mm. been indicted on federal charges with a prison sentencing looming and not because she's getting trolled by chris harrington on instagram so then heather's back in the auditions and um she's like okay well you know now that everyone's had the chance to sing um i've just been impressed that's what i've been i've been impressed with people's Voices, that's probably not the... Well, their stories. Been impressed with their stories. Their sweaters. I Stamina. like that verse. I like that verse. That was yeah. good. Yeah. They all wore shoes. Yeah. So that's something. I was impressed with that. The way they weren't scared of the microphone. That was very nice. Oh, look. Yeah. Here's a new auditioner. Who is it? Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. And I like that Corey goes, you know what? We should just bring them all. Oh, really? Are you going to take all of the six people who showed up <laughs> into your choir that requires way more than six people? Good idea, Corey. <laughs> I know. Hi! Well, you know what? Heather and I probably need a 12-step program to move our friendship forward. But the first step is showing up for Heather today. Because I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that can actually sing. <laughs> so... I love this show really always leans into the concept of showing up like I showed up for you like that's their whole thing also hilarious that Lisa thinks she's the only one who can sing 
So yes, it's so good. <laughs> and I like that they showed in the last week on Salt Lake City. She's like, "Hope I get a bag, Jai. Let's do that in a different key. Hope I get a bag, Jai. Let's do it in a different key. Hope I get a bag, Jai." <laughs> <laughs> I know. So Lisa, Heather's like, "Why are you here?" And Lisa goes, "I want to support Heather Guy on her mission for spirituality, her own way. I love that." And so Heather's like, "I am shocked." At Lisa being here. And I think she's going to say, what, you know, we haven't even talked about her issues. And she's going to show up at my at my audition. She's going to try to create a scene. But actually, Heather's like, you know, she really hurt my feelings. But I feel like this is her way of saying, I'm going to show up for you. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, no, that wasn't what it was at all. <laughs> here comes one right now. So then Lisa sings, she's like, Away in a manger, no crib for his bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. Ah, ah. <laughs> and it just cuts to Heather's face, and she's like, <laughs> squinting like, oh, Jesus. And Lisa is just pageanting it. Yeah, she's like, the stars in heaven look down where he lay, and little Lord Jesus, no crying. Is that it? Is that it? Is that all I have to do with just sing that song? Is that it? Have the single Jesus. Have the single Jesus. Have the single Jesus. Have the single Jesus. Can we do that in a different key? Can we do that in a different key? I believe that Jesus is our future. Treat him well and let him guide you. Different key? Is that a key? It's a Christ house. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I need a different key for that. need a different key. John Smith was not my lover. Since you've been Jesus, I've been Mormon because you're Jesus. I'm falling in love. From the top. California Jesus, incredible. Daisy Dukes and robes on top. Oh gosh! So um, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? And is that Corey's it? like, "Beautiful! That was beautiful." She goes, "Okay, where do I exit? Where do I exit from this giant Broadway stage? Is it through here? Is it through here? The way that I came in, the center part." Does these curtains? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for your time, yes. everybody, and also you're welcome. Bye. Call me, Fida. It was, um, she really is a student of American Idol because that was the signature of every audition is people singing and then going through the wrong door. Wrong door. Wrong door. Also, if they were going to have Ryan Seacrest for this audition, why was it not Lisa? She's the only one that opens her mouth like Ryan Seacrest. Because Ryan's like, hey, welcome to American Idol. You know, he has that gigantic mouth open. Should have been Lisa. It should have been. Just in general, like she should have been hired for the reboot of American Idol on ABC. <laughs> Hi, Lionel. So, um, so then Lisa goes outside and goes, "Hey guys, did you hear my audition? <laughs> did it sound good? Did it sound good?" And Angie K, of course, is like, "I did. You can sing, Lisa." And she's like, "Good to see you." <laughs> and the producer's like, uh, "So, Angie, regular Angie, what do you miss most about your friendship with Lisa?" And she's like, <laughs> "Not a lot. Not a lot, honestly." <laughs> Uh, and 
you are not wearing fringe in this interview. Oh, sorry, force of habit. Uh, shimmy a little bit. So Angie gets up. They're all sitting in like a sofa area. So Angie gets up because she doesn't want to deal with Lisa. So she gets up and goes around a corner. And then Jen Shaw's coming her way. And she sort of like stumbles. Like, oh, no. She no. stumbles off the couch. I think like, Angie's uh, just always drunk. And yeah. she's like, Whitney, 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 can you go over a routine really quick? And Whitney's like, sure. Five, eight, nine, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. All right, all right. Gonna, why don't we start at a five, six, seven, eight kind of space. Nine, ten, eight, B, no. C, uh, D, oh, okay. E, F. Uh, when the saints go marching in. Okay, all right. So, um, so Lisa's like, hi, Jen. Hey, how's it going? Did you try out? And she's like, no, I need to grab a tissue right now, which is my way of saying it. I was just crying. Okay. Yeah, but did trauma. you hear me? Did you hear me? Because I nailed the no crib for his bed part. I really nailed that. <laughs> and um, Lisa tells everybody, like, everything feels really weird at the, at the, at the moment. And they're like, yeah, it is weird. Angie K goes, it is weird. And Dana goes, yeah, it's weird. You know why? Because <laughs> Angie K told off Angie H and then Jen got into it. <laughs> so now Whitney and, and Angie are brought in. I would like to present. Two of the most talented people that have ever graced the stage of Salt Lake City. Except for the time my toddler learned how to sew joggers. <laughs> All right. They've been working on a song they call Counting. All right. Go on, girls. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. 10, 13, 12, 27, 16, 14, 13, oh, 1. Oh, the come marching 12, 13, in. I say, what did I say that? What did I say that? What did I say? What did I say? 437. And they're dancing, you know, completely missing the whole point. Of a choir. Of a choir. Yeah. And uh, Jen, back to Jen and Lisa. So Lisa's like, are you okay? She's like, um, you can stay. So she's like, well, Heather was literally siding with Angie. She goes, what? She goes, yeah, and that's why I was so hurt. And like, all of us need to sit down because I promise you, if Heather fucking tells me that I need to just get over it or that I'm in the wrong and like, Angie's right, I'm going to get in her face. I'm going to say, fuck you, get out of my life. You are the most materialistic person. And the only reason you're fucking with Angie Harrington is because you think her fat fucking elf of the shelf husband is going to feed you and put you on a fucking yacht bitch it's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing line and apparently i'm assuming I this is a reference to below deck duh. adventure right isn't this the yacht is below deck adventure because heather gay is yes on <laughs> and it's true that's what jen is saying and i hate being on jen's side but it's so true like she's just rich and taking heather on like boats and shit so she's like well guess what bitch you're a cheap motherfucking date <laughs> <laughs> so then meanwhile Whitney and Andrew are doing splits in their, in their choir audition and so then Heather comes out now everyone has come out to this area that their audition is done and Heather sits down in a chair and then Angie H drapes herself onto onto Heather's lap and Jen is like I mean you're sending a message to me that you're okay with all of this she's literally sitting on your lap she's on your lap so Angie K is like you might as well breastfeed her you might as well. Are you feeling better now, whoever I'm addressing? And Jen's like, I feel calm. I feel calm. And I'm just, I was like really triggered when I went out there because Shaw 
It's her last name. Okay, and when someone types in shot exposed because Chris thinks this is like funny, like like he's like he needs, says he needs to protect his wife. Like what he's saying is that I don't matter, but you do. Like what sort of husband takes the loyalty of his wife over someone he knows a little bit? Okay. I wish we could get someone in here with that flimsy storyline. Like, hey, you used shot. That was very offensive to us, and we ended up getting canceled. How dare you? It's like, okay, Ooh. Reza. Okay, Reza. Before so, I even um, got to see Baby Shams. And then um, Angie, fucking fake-ass Angie, goes, I'm so sorry. You know, I this, I really want to see you raw. Um, I appreciate this more than anything. It's like, hey, what are you talking about? What's raw? What are you saying? Rise. She was trying to say rise. <laughs> she was trying to say rise. Saying? Yeah, she's like, drunk ass. I want to see you rise. And like, I just, I appreciate this more than anything. You know, like, I just want to see you rise. And Lisa's like, this is unbelievable. Okay, your husband created this page to troll me. Where's my apology? But this whole, everything is such a, it is such a tangled web of like, petty complaints that they all have with each other <laughs> i mean that there's this troll account that like jen's mad because it's named after her lisa's mad because it actually went after her you've got lisa mad at heather for an obituary that was this i mean it's like it's crazy so jen's like what hurt me the most was like why i was back there crying heather is because of you like you come out there and you go jen he didn't do it and they apologize and that's it and heather goes well i didn't say that's it it's just i felt like you were dismissing me and heather goes not at all this is done now jen jen this is angie harrington speaking i just want to say you have been nothing but lovely to me and my husband, and he cares about you. And he didn't show it in the most appropriate way, I would have to say. I agree. He thought about hiring some Twitter bots, and I said, no, that's not the way to do it either, Chris. But he cares about you. He really does. He really loves you. So then Lisa gets pissed and she's like, oh my God, you know what? I'm like, seriously, like, I'm done with this. I can't. I'm like, you can't just say I'm sorry. Like you keep doing the same thing. She's like, oh, you bully everyone, Lisa. You bully everyone online. Why are you even getting mad at me for not bullying people? Like, it's ridiculous. What did I say? What did I do? What did I say? What did I do? So I don't bully anyone. I don't bully anyone online. And I have one fucking account and that is my name, Angie. Okay. It's under my name. Okay, I have a second account called Fudge College, but that's because I'm trying to start a for-profit institution. But that's separate, and it's not a bullying situation, okay? And Angie just goes, wow. Wow. <laughs> and she's like, you're a fucking liar, Angie. She goes, um, what did you just do on Twitter, Lisa? Lisa, what did you just do on Twitter? And she goes, I posted the truth because Heather used her dad's death to lie about me. That's what I did. <laughs> And Heather goes, well, you say that you're my friend and you cared about me. And then you went on social media and you act the opposite. And she goes, I told the truth. Okay, if you don't like the truth, then don't ask for it. Because I'm telling you the truth and I don't fucking lie about anything. Okay. <sighs> Heather goes, well, the truth is you have no friends left, Lisa. And she goes, did you guys just hear that? Do you hear that? Okay. Heather just said, the truth is I have no friends left. Who here is not my friend? If you're not my friend, raise a taco. Okay, I want some Taco Bell. Raise your taco if you're not my friend. And Heather and Angie both lift a chalupa uh, at the same time. Also, I have to mention, I love this when she's screaming, I told the truth! She's like using her arms and then stupid Angie K is also using her arms right <laughs> under Lisa's arms, like trying to yell with Lisa. 
And Lisa has to yell louder and louder so that Angie can't be heard. And, and she's literally waving her arms under Lisa, waving her arms. Angie, get your own, girl. Stop coming on here and trying to get into everybody else's scene. Yeah. She's terrible. And and she goes, Lisa's like, Heather, you know what? I want to stay in a good place with y'all. Okay, and I told you this at skiing. I said, it has to be based on the truth. And I have to be able to clear my name. And it doesn't take me backwards. It just makes it so that I'm clear. That's why I tweeted it out. And you said, I was not there for you when your dad died. And I texted you when I found out that he was in the hospital. And I texted you the day he passed. Okay, and that I should have not posted that. When I, when I posted online, I should not have posted that. Sure, but I don't want you to lie about me. Okay? Yeah, you know what? I felt so bad about posting that online that I actually sent a text to your dad. And I was like, I'm so sorry I sent Heather that text. <laughs> She's like, what are you not hearing? My father passed away, Lisa. Well, you know what? Just don't accuse me of being a bad person. Because I am not! And she's like, well, okay. Listen, you're welcome to post what you want because it's all public information. So it's okay. It's just, yeah, but you lied about me. She goes, well, no. I was mistaken because I got that text when we were surrounding his bedside when he was in hospice. And then you said, I hope your dad is feeling better. And I was like, Hazard! Hazard! Heather. And she takes her by the shoulders. Yeah. And Heather just keeps victimizing herself. She's like, and it felt a little callous and a little cover your ass, but it's fine. I mean, you needed to clear your name and your name is cleared. Yeah, Heather, because you fucking lied about it on purpose. And she had to do that to clear her name. You can't like sit here and act like the fucking victim, Heather. Okay. You're not yeah. the victim, ma'am. Yeah. And Heather's like, you know what? Fuck you and your stupid ass character. You're missing the big picture. You're clearing your name, but you're totally devastating my feelings i'm like <laughs> your hurt feelings about the lie that you made up and told to make her look bad at the reunion what how does that even make any sense yeah so then so this like crazy choir audition culminates with that and then we move over to meredith's house where we see oh, seth God, in a bubble bath Jesus and we're already Christ. cringing look meredith already had kind of the best bubble bath scene that we've ever seen on bravo I think we can retire the bubble bath because honestly it's as a concept it really hasn't worked and Bravo's tried it. We've, we've survived the Tamron Eddie bubble bath of the 2010s and many other terrible bubble baths. And I think it's over, but they gave us a duel now and it was, it was rough. She's one of those. It's like, people think it's funny one time. So she's like, that's her thing now, you know, right. it's like, she's always going to be in bubble baths and she's going to ha- where I love New York things everywhere for, for the rest of her life. You know? Yeah. Uh, also, I'm sorry, but I have to mention real quick <laughs> that when they all left the auditions after this big fight, <laughs> Angie and Whitney leave and they're like, oh, my God, what a shit show. And we see that the whole time we've been across the street from the spaghetti factory. Oh, I didn't and see I that. I thought that was so funny that at the end of every choir rehearsal, you know, the spaghetti factory is like, oh, God, the fucking choir's coming again. You know? Mm-hmm. Ronnie, you got me when I was sipping my for my beverage. I don't know why that makes me Sorry, laugh. I didn't mean to leave but you just hanging. being a just being a theater person when I was a teenager, and we would all go to like the uh, the Applebee's, you know, yeah. across the street. And well, I just you know their faces were like, oh my god, they're all ordering iced tea. They're going to share one order of fries, and none of us are getting tipped tonight. <laughs> you. But that really does sum up this show so much, right? That like on on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There's a huge controversy over what 
Kathy Hilton married to the the Hilton Empire, you know, like what sort of meltdown she had in a members only exclusive club that only the the richest of the rich can get into. And then in this one, it's a fight outside of a community theater across the street from an old spaghetti factory. <laughs> 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 yeah, here if you couldn't get your if you couldn't get your coat out of coat check of the spaghetti factory, it's because the the kid with the merce is running down the street with it. You know, he's like took it off the back of your chair. <laughs> there are people there still waiting for their refills because their waiter went across the street to sing Amazing Grace. <laughs> so um, yeah, so they're in the bath. It's bad. disgusting, and Meredith is like, "Why are you cold?" And he's like, because it's so hot and it's about to get hotter, right? Mm. <laughs> so she gets, now they're both in the bathtub. And he's like, so what's going on? With what? You. My life. Oh, I have so much to tell you. You've been gone. You abandoned me for four days. So I'm going to stick my pinky toe into your anus right now there he goes this little piggy went to a very dark and creepy place <laughs> yeah catch me up maybe without your toe with my ass it's like oh so Brexy might be coming to visit soon he's like okay please don't put your foot near my taint when we're talking about our children okay there's got to be lines that parents don't cross also these two party like the best they they can party with the best of them i'll yeah. just say that they know. i mean these two are just like in the bubble bath like yeah we your fucking toe up my taint now yeah what about brooksy yeah don't talk about that while you're toe fucking me babe how do you think brooksy came into this world in the first place okay listen i'm just putting my toe under your bat so i don't slip okay because anyway I was starting to tell you earlier today that there's definitely some tension between Heather and Janet. It all ties back to the Finsta, which Whitney says is where sharks go to take selfies. He's like, you know, I, I don't really know what the fuck you're talking about, but I really miss your middle toe. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> Got it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. So she just catches him up on all the gossip, and it's so hard for her to be in the middle of two friends. And uh, he's like, you know what? I honestly think you, me, Heather, Coach, and Jen should all just get in this bath together and be like, hey, work it out. Oh, Jesus Christ, is that your ankle bone? <laughs> uh, Mayor, I thought you said you got a pedicure. Well, I got postponed for a day. Ow! Sorry. I'll get on top of that tomorrow. So now Heather and Drew go to their new beauty lab. Yes, the new beauty lab, which apparently is in a construction site, maybe on the Colorado border. I don't know where they were, but it felt like it was very, very far away. And the way they talked about it, it seemed like they had done a day trip, but they were trying to act like they hadn't. So uh, it's like some new community development, some some new planned community is springing up somewhere in the middle of Utah. And so they're like walking around this enormous space. It gave me flashbacks to Real Housewives of Dubai and um, Caroline being like, look at this space. It's wonderful for the first spa to ever be in Dubai. So um, they're walking around and uh, they start talking about, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because it's their second location. And Dre is like, 
Well, you know, I mean, even though it's a little bit more of a drive for us, we'll still, we'll still, how do you go, visit? Yeah. My, I mean, my heart and soul is at the other location, though. And you can see Dre's like, uh, Heather, we're on TV. We have to tell we're people. We're trying to come, plug this, Heather. We're trying to get people to come to this location, Heather. Yeah. We need the people of West Joseph Smith Village to want to come <laughs> here, Heather. Okay. And she's like, well, you know, it's just at the other location. I mean, my heart and soul is in that strip mall. You know, we built that from the ground up from a discarded Little Caesars, you know. I mean, for the first three months, we would just put Restylane into faces and then all yell at the same time. <laughs> Pizza, pizza. I mean, there was nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Yeah, I mean, this place is nice and all, but as far as I can tell, we haven't really had any, you know, raids by Homeland Security yet. So it's just hard for me to really throw myself into this one. And she's like, yeah, you know, I've just, I've got real life things going on. I've got, you know, businesses. I've got you know, choirs. So I just, I want to get along with these ladies, but they complain every time that I did them wrong and I just don't know how to fix it, you know? I mean, it's just not landing. But they're like, I'm proud of you. No, I'm proud of you. No, I'm proud of you. Please never make me drive out here again. This is fucking (laughs) dumb. Just put my name wherever you need to. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So now we go to Lisa and John on a little date night. And Lisa's like, oh, hey, hey, you know, it's so cute. I took Henry to get treats. And he said, don't get out of the car because he wants to open the door for me. Isn't that so cute? Well, actually, I think he said, wait, hold on. Open the door a little bit. And then he tried to slam it on my forehead a few times. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah, he wanted to open the door for me. He never did, really. He just went into the yogurt planet by himself. But... <laughs> You know, I think he could be a sweet person if we just worked on it a little. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. The other day, he tied me up to a pole all by himself and then wouldn't untie me. I said, wow, you're like a real teenager now. So they get in there and uh, I don't know what this place is. It's like some steakhouse or something. And um, the waiter comes over and she's like, you know what? I'm definitely going to have a Veda cocktail. And he was like, oh, okay. You want to try the la- the lavender Vita cocktail? It's called the I love that. And she's like, oh my God, I love that. It's my favorite one. He's like, it's our bestseller, ma'am. <laughs> and she tells us, I don't think that this guy knows that we like own I don't think he knows. <laughs> really? It's, it's like literally Jack with like a Groucho Marx meth, like glass and mustache over his face. <laughs> hey, man. She's like handing him the bottle of Vita tequila out of her purse. <laughs> Would you like a free sample of Fresh Wolf, the greatest skincare in Utah? Yeah. Wow, what a great restaurant. So John is one of those who doesn't understand like when meat's about to go bad. Because he's like, I'm going to just try your special. I was like, oh, good luck with your brown meat before it's even cooked. Okay. So those specials are. <laughs> um, well, I thought a special was something unique to a sexy, unique restaurant. So um, anyway, so they're just like sitting and they're like talking. And she's like, so I spoke to my sister today and... I, I always said I grew up with a built-in friend group, and to have them so sad makes me so sad because I carry a lot. And John's like, yeah, because, um, hold on, let me get my script out. With your sisters, as you take their emotions onto yourself, they're going to let 
let let you let you do it because it takes more of a of a bunion burden burden off them. Yes, thank you for saying that, John. You are such a good person. Sometimes you need to stop and say, maybe I don't need to be as good of a person. Because if I'm too good of a person to everybody else, when will I be a good person to me? Oh my God, John, that is so deep, John. You know, because like I take it on. You're right. I do it with my friendships. I do it with my siblings. He's like, not only that. But I remember when I got divorced and tried to figure out my life, I read a lot of healing books. And it taught me that you're not being mean or disliking somebody by not letting them invade your space. (laughs) You know what? I remember going to church and the one thing that makes me feel best is my relationship with God. And I feel like I've let that go a little bit and it gets me emotional. Because it's so important to me right now. It's so important. You know what? Like, I want to be closer to God, but unfortunately, God is always going through so many things, and he puts them on me. And you know what? It's time for me to call God and say, God, I need more of your burden. Put it on me. Put it on me, God. Okay? (laughs) God's like a little mad at me right now because last night I tweeted out an obituary of Jesus. I was like, look, Jesus died in like 46 AD, and I sent him a text like several hundred years ago. I did not know he had died yet, and it was a mistake. Yeah, and anyway, the text didn't even go all the way through because they didn't know they didn't know which country to post it in. You know what? He's been missing for a long time. Is the point? <laughs> and John's like, I have nothing else written down. That's okay, John. You know what? I love talking to you about this. And he goes, I'm ready to talk anytime. When you're ready to listen. She's like, you are hilarious. Oh my gosh, listen. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, can you untie me from this chair? Someone someone strapped me into it again by accident. So now we go to Jen and Sharif. um, And now they're sitting on their sofa. And Jen's lost her voice because she had a cold. And she was just trying to get people hyped up at the choir auditions. And she's like, I'm like the Polynesian wine seacrest. But I'm like a girl, you know? And he's like, so Regina Seacrest? And she's like, who's that? Who's Regina? And he's like, female for Ryan. She's like, oh my God, that's not even true. You just made that up. And he's like, yeah. Isn't that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write your scenes for you next time. So Jen's like, Angie Harrington? <laughs> Angie Harrington was there? And like, Angie K was there? And like, Angie K confronted Angie Harrington? And then like said, like, why would you start a fake Instagram? Like, account called like, Shaw Exposed? And she was like, I didn't set it up. Like, my husband did. <laughs> and Coach is like, it upsets me more than you'll ever know that a grown man was stooped this low on a bandwagon to make these horrible assassination attempts. And what people don't know is, which straw will break the camel's back? <laughs> That was yeah. good. That was good. He really comes out this time. He's like, I am mad now. <laughs> and he's like, which is the post that causes you to finally hurt yourself or causes you to do something you can't come back from? I'm like, okay, this is bad. Okay, but let's please not accuse Mr. Harrington of trying to make Jen commit suicide. Like, 
come on or you know pass yeah. from suicide or however i'm supposed to say it but you well, know, you get my drift we get you your know? drift and i mean like i think that there is like some merit to this line of thinking in general when you're talking about cyberbullying but the thing is that chris harrington really fucked up his cyberbullying like like why are you why did he go name it shot exposed and go after lisa it's confused the whole issue here he's just a very bad cyber bully basically he's a very he's very he's a cyber bully who's very bad at branding that's terrible okay. ba- terrible very <laughs> mixed up brand because they are these two are fighting about the brand but not really about the content because he didn't go after her i, I they're all right. they're a disaster right they're just mad that he used her name <laughs> right before they so. could He's like, you know, the online bullying leaves her in the fetal position. I'm like, yeah, I would feel bad for her. Can't. Sorry. Deserves it. So then Jen's like, well, then Heather walks out and then she's like, Jen, just forgive him. They said, sorry, move on. You're fat. You know? And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> she yeah. adds something to it every single time. And then Heather sent flowers that said, sorry, I wasn't sorry then, but I'm sorry now or something like that. Like delayed sorry apologies. And Jen's like, I mean, if you're sending me flowers, you tell me you like love me. But like, how could we get set up for me in the right moment? Like, it's not right. And Coach is like, well, you know, sorry, I'm back to quiet voice. You know, if something doesn't feel right about her response, then maybe it's time for a new friend. No, he works it up again and goes. You know, it's not right, and it doesn't feel right. And if you know what's right, then you have to ask yourself what feels right. And if it doesn't feel good, and it doesn't feel justified in your heart, then maybe it's time to get a new friend. It's like, okay, Sha! Sha! Came out with the baseball bat ready to play today. I like it. Love to see it, Sha. Uh, So then Lisa and Henry are playing basketball. And you can tell Lisa does actually play these sports with her kids because she does so many um, sports things. She goes, oh, my God, what? You don't want me to let you win today? Nice. Nice. Hey, watch this. That wasn't so nice. You do it. Nice. Alley-ooping on the court there. Whoa. Touch the basket. Sorry. Didn't touch the heart of the audience. Sorry. Cross my chair. It's like, wow, geez. This woman really has played some horse in her life. Wow. It's almost like she's been around some basketball teams. So, um... I'm like, I'm just like piling onto a rumor that I don't believe in the first place. So, uh, just because it's easy, it's there, and we're podcasters, and that's what we do. So, uh, so yeah, she's glad you explained that. (laughs) The mountain of hate mail you were going to get for making a jazz joke, (laughs) just for jazz. So, um, so then, man, didn't you even know that wasn't true? Monster, <laughs> you fucking monster. Well, I don't want An- Angie K up in my business. You don't know what you're saying about Lisa, actually. She was not there ever. She's <sighs> never been to a jazz game. So, uh, so, so Whitney we go to Whitney. Up. Whitney shows up, which means we get to see Whitney's like little interstitial thing that says Whitney. And, uh, it's her doing her shimmy, like her terrible shimmy. She's like, Yeah, that little dance cracks me she up every t- time because they just show her doing that terrible little dance. Like, yeah, she doesn't know what to do without the pole. You know, like she doesn't understand like non-pole dancing. She's like, "Where do I put my hands? How do I do this?" So she's like, "It would have if you would have told me a year ago that Lisa and I would be friends, I would have laughed at you in the face, and it would have sounded like this: ha 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 
eight. I'm counting again. I count. I count. Yeah, if it was a year ago right now, I'd be like, oh my god, it's 2020. One. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, you're counting again. You need to get out of the cycle. <laughs> I'm in you the need future. To get out of the cycle. I do have to break the cycle. Lisa has big sister energy, and because she's older than me, and that used to trigger me like she was looking down on me. But then I realized, just because she's an old lady doesn't mean she's a mean old lady. And now I understand she cares, but like her words get in the way a lot. So they play some basketball with the boys, and Lisa's like, nice fake! <laughs> I know. Nice, nice fake one! Pass. Uh, nice yeah. bounce nice pass. Nice bounce pass, yeah. yeah. Hey, nice teamwork. Nice, nice Ali- teamwork, everybody. Nice, hey, teamwork's good. Nice teamwork. Nice yeah. inbound pass, yeah. So now they have their alone time, and they sit down, and Whitney goes, Do you have your Diet Coke? <laughs> no, I do. Yes, thank you. Hey! So, uh, so tell me, uh, I heard that your, your, your husband got fired because, well, he's doing things that normally he wouldn't have time to do, like wash off the chocolate syrup on his chest. And now he's like Mr. Mom and he's like Daddy Daycare and Daddy Carpool and Carpool Daycare and Carpool Mom and all those stuff. Carpal Tunnel Syndrome. He drives in tunnels. He has a syndrome. Okay, Whitney, I need you to center. Oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah, he's, everything's fine. He's been very supportive of me hustling, but I felt pressure because I'm the sole provider. She's like, yeah, me too, because my sister's in a divorce. <laughs> and like, I'm trying like not to carry her pain, but it's like really hard, you know? And then Whitney goes, it. yeah, because <laughs> when you carry it, that's when it turns into disease. And then we start to have health problems and Lisa Rinna starts getting cancer. It's hard being the sole provider because I don't even like fish. Anyway... What I realized, I'm carrying a lot. Or shoes, really. I wear them because you have to, really, to get into restaurants. <laughs> I used to wear Reeboks that were just the tops, and my feet hurt so bad. Luckily, I'm a provider. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> when we were auditioning, Angie was like, how about if I sing and then you sing? And then she was like, but what do I sing? So I found her something to sing. Because I'm a solo provider. Yeah, I picked this song called When the Saints Stop Knocking on My Door, I'll Stop Screaming Fuck Off in My Bra and Then Trying to Cancel My Mormon Card Again. <laughs> um, so Lisa's like, uh, so how did it go? And Whitney's like, you know, like, I carry so much from my childhood. You know, and like I connect with Curtis and I still talk to him. And like when I'm weak, when I'm weak, I reach out to Curtis and she's like, yeah, you know, it's funny that you brought that up, you know, like childhood abuse and trauma, because when I went to dinner with John, like I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, what's messing? Was it Curtis? I don't know who Curtis says. It's it's my brother. Yeah, anyway, so I was like, I want a better relationship with Curtis. Who's Curtis? Okay, Whitney, I don't think you're trying, I don't think you understand what I'm doing here. I'm trying to pivot away from your talking points onto mine, and you're like water, and I'm like a car that's hydroplaning on you right now. I'm just trying to get back on the road, okay? Yeah, you know what? It turns out I want a, like a better relationship with God. Is that weird? She goes, 
No, go to startingupwithgod.com and sign up, and they'll start coming to your door every day of your life. You know, even though it's not for me, I have zero hatred in my heart towards the church. I think Lisa is Mormon because she loves God and she loves community. Like, good for her. I love that for her. Hey. And the... Hey. Hey, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think I want to hear what you have to say first, other me. Nothing. I didn't have anything to say. I just wanted to say that ever since my childhood trauma, I've been feeling that I need some healing. Yeah. Thank God I'm on a healing journey. And like, I'm feeling good for your healing journey, even if it's about something I'm really not that into anymore. Like God in church. And the kids skate by and Lisa's like, Hi, Henry. I love you, my little hen. You're my little hen, Henry. Yeah. Wow. Hens are scary. They hurt me once. And so Lisa's like, uh, I'm feeling like I'm not me. Yeah, me too. Childhood trauma. Yeah, because I'm absorbing too much. That reminds me of my childhood. I need a shaft. <laughs> Like, do these two even know that they're with each other? They're not talking so. to each other at all. They just, like, wait for a pause and then just keep on with their own conversation with themselves. Yeah, exactly. So Lisa's, there's, Lisa's complaining about Heather again. And she's like, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, if she had never used her dad, like, to lie about me, I wouldn't have used her dad to tell the truth about me. And her dad's should have been off limits to her. And by the way, I have done nothing to not being merits being friends with that. Yes, that's right. A lot of double negatives happening. And I have not done not nothing for anyone to not say in the not most childish way to not say, who doesn't want to be friends with Lisa? Like, can you believe that someone was so immature to say who doesn't want to be friends with Lisa? And then you see a flashback and it's Lisa saying, who here doesn't want to be friends with me? <laughs> and Whitney goes, we have so much in common. What I'm hearing is that you can be a good friend and not take it on. And Lisa actually says, It's abuse. It's abuse. It's like, you are talking to a person with an abuse storyline at the moment. Could you not? Could we think about our words a little bit better? And she's like, well, I love Heather, but this situation has been difficult to navigate. This situation has been difficult to get to navigate. Can we start over from the basketball? Let's start from the basketball. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, for nice fuck's sake, Whitney. Pass. Nice bounce pass. <laughs> nice bounce. <laughs> nice bounce. Hey, nice teamwork. Pretty, pretty shot. So Whitney's like, I mean, Heather and I, we were such good friends and we talked every day. We were like really close. And I just, I hate to be in this gray area with Heather. I really wish we could just walk, work through this because I value her friendship. But maybe I should just believe her. Maybe I did lose her forever. Dun, dun, dun. So then um, we go to Heather's house and she's got a card on her fridge that says, Good time, girl, with the drawing of her face. Well, they show it right and after they show a picture of her dad. They show a picture of her dad. Like, it's like a black and white picture of like, ah, her duly departed father. And then they cut to... Good time, girl. <laughs> so, um, knock, 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 knock. Uh, Whitney, you you actually have to knock with your hand on the door. <laughs> I was talking about my chest. Look, knockers. So Heather's, Heather's like, I am 
dying. I am overwhelmed by life, kids, friends, and in the meantime, I'm trying to run a beauty lab and write this book. I have, what's the phrase for it? A lot on your plate. Thank you, Dr. Wendy. Thank you for coming here to tell me that. <laughs> so um, she says she misses bad weather. And Whitney's like, I want you to know I'm not here to fight. I'm here to be real. We're friends. And we could talk about things. In fact, on the way over, I was like, why am I chasing Heather down? Heather's like, chasing me down? I mean, I feel like we're in this together, Whitney. I don't think you coming over here is chasing me down. Was I running away from you as you walked in the door? Yes, but that's not the same. I guess it's sort of the same. Okay, well, I'm tired now. We're both sitting here, so you caught me. You can't chase someone who doesn't run, bitch. Okay, so what do you have to say? And Whitney's like, but hear me out. So many things have happened to me since Arizona, like realizing that I'm dealing with trauma from my childhood. Uh, yeah, so I am desperately trying to be there for you, but I, I know I did a lot of things wrong in Arizona. No, but wait, more things have happened since then. When Justin was fired, you didn't call me. And Heather's like, I didn't know Justin was fired. I had no idea. Yeah, Justin fired? As if it wasn't all over the news. Like everyone knew. And she's like, I wanted to pick up the phone and call you, but it was really hard to pick up the phone. (laughs) It's heavy. (laughs) There's so much stress. Do I think it stemmed from the girls' trip? Yeah. I don't think you understood where I was at in my life and how devastating it was to me. And it hurt me. Well... That makes me feel confused, actually, because you had a dance routine. I mean, there's there's someone, that's someone who loves me, someone who shows up at my choir audition with a dance routine and fringe. That doesn't feel like distance. That's my friend. And then you say, I couldn't even tell you that my husband lost a job because I've been so shitty. I mean, what sort of friend wears fringe and then accuses the other friend of that sort of thing, Whitney? Heather just turns into totally, I am the victim. Like, she becomes, like, your mom, you know, whenever you're trying to have an argument with your mom. And she's like, well, I'm sorry that I gave up my life for you. I'm sorry. You know, you're like, oh, geez. Uh, So, And she's really good at it. I was sad that Heather seems to have retired her horrible, horrible thing, where she would say, that's a horrible, horrible thing to say. Because I really love when she nails that point home, you know? No, now she's full on just mom victim. Right? Yeah. So Whitney's like, but you had an event and I showed up for you there. Just, um, but you were harboring pain this whole time and resentment. She's like, it's not harboring. I'm calling out awkwardness. She's like, well, I'm glad I had an event that you could show up for and be the hero when I'm the asshole who's ignored you for two weeks. It's not like that, Heather. It's just that I was able to show up and you were being an asshole because you ignored me for two weeks. See, that's what I'm saying. This is the reaction. This reaction is the reason why I've been waiting to have a conversation with Heather. Because when things get harder and comfortable, she shuts down and stops listening and stops hearing and stops listening and stops hearing and stops listening and stops hearing. Uh, you're in your cycle again. Sorry. Sorry. Five, six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> you're a new, new so- cycle. Yeah. 
Heather says, well, it's hard for Lisa Barlow to let things go, too. And she goes, yeah. And so, like, you know, we were both making progress with Lisa. And now I'm like, how is this going to work out for me if I'm the only one making progress with Lisa? She goes, oh, so now you're saying you feel stuck between your loyalty to Lisa Barlow and to me? No, no. The whole Twitter thing came out of nowhere. And I was upset with her about that, too. But she also felt like she was defining herself. Or de- defending. Defend. From the top. Defending. No. Okay. Basketball. Hey, what a great day for basketball. <laughs> nice pass. Nice pass. <laughs> Get out of my house, you evil fucking witch. <laughs> so she's like, uh, yeah, but you know, like. Uh, the Twitter thing came out of nowhere, and I was upset for her on that, too. But then she also felt that she was defending herself, and I can't argue that. Like, we're not listening to her side. And Heather's like, no, we're not listening to Lisa Barlow's side. What are you talking about? She goes, yeah, but you called her a liar, Heather. Heather's a like, liar. She is a liar. I love how you're bringing up how, how right she was and the way she hurt me. Hey, listen to me, okay? Listen to my feelings, okay? Because even though I'm good with my words, I also have feelings that I would like to be heard. And you want to walk in and be like, not only you're a bad friend, but you've also completely ignored me in a huge crisis, which is unfair and untrue. And that crushes me and that you would take this opportunity to exploit me and make it look like I've been a bad friend because I didn't find out on social media about Justin. Yeah, these two. Okay, so Whitney, the most offensive thing is calling somebody a liar. You were just both calling each other liars two weeks ago. Like, are we supposed to be falling down from this? Um, So Whitney's like, but how did you know? Now then, wait, let's take another step back. How did you not know I was going through all of this? That right there is the dinger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i've always wondered what the dinger was now i know <laughs> okay dinger, if you want me to know something that's painful and horrible that i'm that's hurtful that i'm not responsible tell me i'm in trouble for a rumor i've never heard sure i read it somewhere many times but i never heard it and that's a big difference i'm in trouble for a horrible event that i didn't even know about i'm sorry that i'm not well versed in gossip in the gossip mill and lisa's not calling me to tell me all the shit that goes on my life every day i'm sorry so i mean and to sit here and watch you on my couch my best friend and my cousin and like you're on my couch and you explain to me how i shouldn't be hurt by what lisa did this should be very clear to you and the fact that you want to represent represent for her is deeply offensive to me how dare you and she's like i'm not representing anyone but myself she's like great well you're repping for yourself but not for me and that's the point and i'm gonna get up and my crazy outfit that I'm in right now. And I'm going to walk right across the living room to a bed, to a door, which I'm assuming is my bed. This house is laid out so crazy. I can't really explain to you what I'm doing right now, but I'm doing it. Every time I bring up Lisa, it's like, I'm having Lisa's back, but I'm just trying to understand what the lie was, Heather. And she's like, no, the lie was when I said to her in L.A. that my dad died and you texted me two days later and that and that was the lie. Okay. And Whitney's like, I don't even recognize Heather. Something big must be happening in her life. Like her dad must have died. 
And the other's like, I am tired and I am done. Goodbye. And so Whitney just opens her bedroom door and she's like, Heather, it's not a game, Heather. It's not a game. And she's like, listen, I've done my job today. Goodbye, everyone. Go home, everyone. I'm done for the day. She throws her mic pack out also. She's like, I am going to be in here watching House Hunters until you all leave my home. Yeah. You know, I like Heather in general, but God, she's wrong all the time. I feel like in most fights on here, it's Heather that's wrong. And what's so crazy is it she seems like she's right all the time. Like, she seems like she would be the one who's right all the time. But, man, I mean, you're going, she's gone up against Lisa the most, right? But she's gone up against pretty much everyone. And I'm like, wow, you're even wrong in fights against Jen Shaw. I mean, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's weird that Heather was, like, so chill about Angie Harrington being at the choir. I think it's, I think that, like, everything with this, like she got her info wrong about Lisa. Lisa probably should not have tweeted out like the full on obituary, but yeah, it's hard. I, I find my head spinning with this show because I really kind of can't keep all the things straight. There's so much chaos happening and I'm just like, I'm just going to go on for the, go along for the ride. Well, you know what the episode was called, right? Choir of chaos. So wow. there you go. Wow. It was, it was a choir of chaos. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're getting off the choir of chaos ride right now. Thanks everyone for being here. We'll be back with some winter house tomorrow and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye everyone. Bye. Watch what crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni. She don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana do. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleone. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors, the incredible edible Matthew sisters. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. She's not harsh, she's Jill Hirsch. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Erica, 500 days of summers. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Undo your fasteners, it's Erin Kastner. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Let's get real with Caitlin O'Neill. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>